a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Take this moment to look at our community and the world more closely. This is After It All. When we reflect on stories that affect our families, here's Dave Noriega on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome to a special general conference edition of After It All. I'm Dave Noriega, host of Dave and Dujanovic, and you can hear Debbie and I Monday through Thursday, 9 to noon. Growing up in Utah, I played all the sports football in the fall, basketball in the winter, baseball in the spring and summer. And if you filter in a little skiing, wrestling, hiking, and rafting, I was always busy, always active. Well, things are changing, especially in youth high school sports. This has not happened in 30 years. But sure enough, high schools saw their first decline in sports participation this last year. It's all according to a new national survey just released. That doesn't surprise me. Doesn't surprise me at all because sports aren't fun anymore. What? Sports aren't fun You're anymore. The sports guy, you love sports. I love sports, but playing sports is your life now. If you want to play sports, it has to consume every waking moment, every conversation, every spare disposable income. And every second of your life. That's how it feels right now. You might think the kids are just wanting to spend more time in front of their screens and playing video games. But let me tell you, sports is a multi-billion dollar industry right now. And it tells kids that they have to have a hitting coach, a pitching coach, a personal trainer, that you have to give up your summers and weekends to practice. Oh, and by the way, if you forgot this, practice isn't fun. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. Now, this is one of the all-time greatest sound bites of all time. 
Allen Iverson, frustrated that his coach is just at his wit's end because he doesn't like the effort he's given in practice. But now, sports is all about practice, not about the game. We're talking about practice. We ain't talking about the game. We're talking about practice, man. When you come into the arena. We kind of just laughed at it at the time, but the fact is, we're taking the fun out of sports. And kids are saying, I'm not doing it anymore. Getting back to that study, and I think you bring it up an excellent point, Dave. I think kids have had it. So there's a huge drop. The biggest drop, football. Football participation dropped by about 31,000 kids. But there's still a million of them participating. But that's the biggest drop. The lowest number amount, uh, lowest number of kids participating in football since 99. Is it the safety issue? Well, I think it could be this. Angry coaches. Oh, I guess they got that one too, huh? Yeah, don't get them all, I'm sure. What is that? Oh, there's always been. You're killing me. Listen to that coach. I just, I, I love that clip. I, I love to hate that clip. I hate to love that clip. Because it, who hasn't seen a coach do something like that? You're killing me. I mean, they're peewee. They're peewee. They're six. I mean, get a life, dude. But this isn't new. This this has been going on forever. Crazy, angry coaches is nothing new. So if that hasn't changed, what has? And it is the fifth consecutive year that football participation has declined. Could it be concussions? A human being will get concussed at 60 Gs. A common Head-to-head contact on a football field? 100 Gs. God did not intend for us to play football. It's brutal. And I think whether it's marketing, whether it's fear, whether it's justified, the fact is parents and kids, this isn't just parents, but I think kids are concerned because – If you get a concussion, which many, many football players do, and you start having these headaches and you have more understanding, we used to just go out and keep playing, just play through the concussion. But now kids understand, oh, we don't play through concussions anymore. So I think safety concern has played a big role in football taking a decline over the last few years. And I remember when my daughter had a concussion from taking one in the back of the head during a softball tournament, and she got a concussion. And she was out of the game for about three weeks and completely frustrated. And this was through no fault of her own. Some girl just overthrew the first baseman and beamed Liz in the back of the head, and the ball hit her so hard, Dave, it bounced off the back of Lizzie's head and went all the way out, catapulted over the right fielder's head. And she's the one who paid the consequences, and the doctor was great. Would not clear Liz, my daughter, until she was assured that everything was fine upstairs. Yeah. But we paid so much money for the ER, the race to the ER, and the MRI, the brain scan, all the doctor's visits. And overall, there's been a drop across the board, um, according to the survey. 43,000 fewer kids playing sports 
And when you're talking about millions of kids, that's not a huge decline. My question is, do you think it is the tip of the iceberg? Is it going to start happening more and more often? And honestly, I I think this is a little warning sign because sports has become less and less enjoyable. It's become less fun. And I've seen it firsthand. When one of my girls strikes out in a softball game and they break down in tears, there's something wrong. It's 14-year-old softball, and they're breaking down into tears over a game. Now, they'll play 50, 60 games in a summer, but life is over as we know it. Dave, that's girls. That's <laughs> just not... <laughs> Welcome to Raising a Girl. You, you know how many times I come in from sh- for show prep. I'm sitting in the corner. I'm just bawling. <laughs> Hi, Deb. How's what? it going? I'm Why fine. Why are you crying? Doing fine. I, I'm a girl. Nothing's wrong, Dave. <laughs> Why don't you know? <laughs> you should know. You figure it out. I'm just going to sit here and cry. That's girls. <laughs> so we're talking about a, a drop, a decline in the number of kids participating in high school sports. We're talking about the reasons why. It's kind of throwing things out there. Angry coaches. I just have to play this again. This guy. <laughs> so nuts. Yeah, don't get them all. I'm sure. What is that? Come on, guy. You're killing me. I mean, get your get your act together, dude. And then you've got the fear of concussions when it comes to football and other sports as well. I'm also wondering, Dave, if there's just too many choices. Is the Utah High School Activities Association in panic mode as participation declines across the country? That's next on this special General Conference edition of After It All. Welcome back to this special general conference edition of After It All. I'm Dave Noriega of Dave and Dujanovic, and you can hear Debbie and I Monday through Thursday, 9 to noon. Multi-sport athletes are starting to become more and more rare these days. We talked with UHSAA about the trend of early age specialization in sports. playing high school sports dropping for the first time in 30 years according to a brand new national survey i'm wondering if it's happening right here in utah yeah is it a little blip is this just something that happens because we're having less kids i I don't know but what i'm worried about is that this is the trend because i love sports if this is the tip of the iceberg where kids are just actively saying i'm not playing sports anymore then I'm sad because I love it. I've covered high school sports for years and years and years, and I love it. So I'm curious to know what's happening here in Utah. So we thought we'd reach out to the Utah High School Activities Association. Uh, The assistant director, John Oglesby, thanks for joining us live on the show. Uh, I'm curious. Do you have the numbers in high school? Uh, How are we doing? Are are kids still showing up to play? Yeah, well, good morning. First off to you, Dave and Debbie. I would say... That in Utah, yes, students are overwhelmingly continuing to come out to participate in activities, 
and not only in athletics, but also in other activities as well. I think our state's made it well known that um, it's part of a successful development of a student is to be involved in extracurricular activities. So we definitely are seeing healthy participation numbers in Utah. I know when I played tennis in high school um, back in the 80s, tennis at the time was on the decline. Now I'm seeing in this study that it's back on the upswing. And I'm glad to see that because I love that sport with all my heart. I wish I was still playing it as well as I could in high school and did in high school. Is, is there any particular sports that are, are seeing a decline or any that are seeing uh, an upswing like tennis is in Utah? Yeah, I can tell you in Utah, for instance, we have we have year-to-year you know, blips or such. You'll have an all-time high and then maybe a slight drop-off. But um, one interesting, we had over 500 more kids participate in track and field last year than we did the year before. And you'll have momentary spikes of interest, and maybe it'll wane a little bit. But I thought that was pretty interesting to see that many more kids coming out for track and field programs. Track and field is the best because they get to hang out for hours and hours and hours with their friends. They go run for 40 seconds, and then they're done, and they get to hang out some more. So it's a very social, very social, and co-ed. Uh, they usually hang out with with uh, everybody, but uh, one of my one of my worries, John, and and this is something I'm curious if you've had conversations uh, at the UHSAA. I look at the time, the fundraising, uh, the the money, the commitment for kids if they want to play, the pressure to specialize in sports. How are you dealing with these issues? at uh, UHSAA because it doesn't feel like there's an off-season. And if kids want to be multi-sport athletes, there is a huge pressure from coaches to focus and specialize. Well, sports specialization um, is really one of the things that's affecting participation in youth sports. I think you've got that right, Dave. Overall, our association um, and communications with our member schools and public comments and forums such as this today have overwhelmingly said that the studies have come out saying that sports specialization does not benefit kids. There was a recent feature done here on the Wasatch Front that had several successful college coaches talk about when they recruit prospective student-athletes, how they openly search for prospective student-athletes who are multi-sport athletes. The studies have shown repeatedly that it benefits kids not only in their physical development, but also their overall mental development as well to have varied interests. And in terms of what we're doing in our association, our boards have consistently set aside dead periods and moratoriums for sports to where kids and coaches, for that matter, have mandated break times within the year that they have to take a rest from that sport in order to avoid that burnout factor, which I think is something we have to be aware of. John Oglesby is the assistant director at the Utah High School Activities Association. Joining us live here on the line to talk about what we saw a national trend, a study that just came out showing there's been a pretty good-sized drop-off for the first time in 30 years of kids participating in high school sports. Uh, One of the things, John, that concerned me when I had kids in high school was I felt those moratoriums, those couple of weeks where they were supposed to be off, they weren't off. I don't know what it, what it was. It was either a fundraiser or something was going on. I mean, how do you ensure that coaches are actually following those rules? Because I feel like family vacations are very important, and kids should not be made to feel guilty 
by their co- coaches or torn between, well, mom wants to go on a family vacation, but coach wants me to stay here and uh, sell cookies to raise money for the team. I would say that is probably the biggest thing in terms of the enforcement of those moratoriums is they're set aside in the UHSAA bylaws, and then it's the responsibility of our member school administrators, um, whether that's principals, assistant principals, and athletic directors to ensure compliance with those rules. Similar to other organizations which have a code or a law they have to follow in order to operate, we the same rely on our partners and our member school administrators to ensure compliance with those rules. And our member schools are ultimately the people who vote on and adopt those moratoriums. And so I can tell you that from our office, we take those times seriously and we um, believe that our member schools do as well and hope they continue to assist in the compliance efforts with those guidelines. John Oglesby, thank you for joining us on the show. Uh, Debbie, my, my concerns with, with sports, and again, there are so there are so many positive things that come through playing sports, and uh, I, I don't want to discount those at all, but I do have this concern that they are replacing, replacing so many other things. You referenced it, family vacation. Family vacation is one of those things that uh, absolutely gets planned around summer football schedule. I got so tired of not being able to take the kids anywhere other than a road trip to Logan for a night so we could play in another baseball tournament. I loved that my kids played high school sports because I felt as though, Dave, we had some control over that schedule. And to some extent, the fees did start to feel like they got out of control. Thanks for joining us on this special general conference edition of After It All. Be sure to tune in to Debbie and I Monday through Thursday, 9 to noon. We hope you enjoy your Sunday.